0: The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord.
1: The Lord's name be praised.
0: O come, let us sing unto the Lord. and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 85 on page 446. Lord, thou art become gracious unto thy land. Thou hast turned away the captivity of Jacob.
1: Thou hast forgiven the offense of thy people, and covered all their sins.
0: Thou hast taken away all thy displeasure, and turned thyself from thy wrathful indignation. Turn us then, O God our Savior, and let thine anger cease from us. Wilt thou be displeased at us forever, and wilt thou stretch out thy wrath from one generation to another? Will
1: thou not turn again and quicken
0: us, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation.
1: I will hearken what the Lord God will say, for he shall speak peace unto his people and to his saints, that they turn
0: not again unto foolishness. For his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land.
1: Mercy and truth are met together, Righteousness and peace have kissed each other.
0: Truth shall flourish out of the earth, and righteousness hath looked down from heaven. Yea, the Lord
1: shall show loving kindness, and our land shall give her increase.
0: Righteousness shall go before him, and shall direct his going in the way. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here began the 41st chapter of genesis then it came to pass at the end of two full years that pharaoh had a dream and behold he stood by the river now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent and called for all the magicians of egypt and all its wise men and pharaoh told them his dreams but there was no one who could interpret them for pharaoh then pharaoh sent and called joseph and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon and he shaved changed his clothing and came to Pharaoh and Pharaoh said to Joseph I have had a dream and there is no one who can interpret it but I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it so Joseph answered Pharaoh saying it is not in me God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace then Pharaoh said to Joseph behold in my dream I stood on the bank of a river suddenly seven cows came up out of the river fine looking and fat and they fed in the meadow then behold seven other cows came up after them poor and very ugly and gaunt such ugliness as I have never seen in the land of Egypt and the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the first seven the fat cows when they had eaten them up no one would have known that they had eaten them for they were just as ugly as the beginning so I awoke also I saw in my dream and suddenly seven heads came up up one stalk Full and good then behold seven heads withered thin and blighted by the east wind sprang up after them and the thin heads devoured the seven good heads so i told this to the magicians but there was no one who could explain it to me then pharaoh joseph said to pharaoh the dreams of pharaoh are one god has shown pharaoh what he is about to do the seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads are seven years the dreams are one And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. But after them, seven years of famine will arise, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following For it will be very severe and the dream is repeated to pharaoh twice because the thing is established by god and god will shortly bring it to pass now therefore let pharaoh select a discerning and wise men and set him over the land of egypt let pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of egypt in the seven plentiful years let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of pharaoh then let them keep the food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land in the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and as wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Here ends the first lesson.
0: Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven praised and exalted above all forever glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen
2: he the 23rd verse of the 10th chapter of first corinthians all things are lawful for me but not all things are helpful all things are lawful for me but not all things edify let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market, asking no questions for conscience' sake. For the earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness. If any of those who do not believe invites you to dinner, and you desire to go, eat whatever is set before you, asking no question for conscience' sake. But if anyone says to you, this was offered to idols, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you, and for conscience' sake for the earth is the lord's and all its fullness conscience i say not your own but that of the other for why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience but if i partake with thanks why am i evil spoken of for food over which i gave thanks therefore whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of god give no offense either to the jews or to the greeks or to the church of god just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. And at the second lesson.
0: Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us. We beseech Thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty, to be our defense against all our enemies, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and us forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good
3: morning to all. wanna highlight a couple of themes uh, of this overarching Joseph story. Um, that uh, one of the, the really large themes of, of of the Bible so far is this theme of providence that God is is ordering things according to His will, and that God is able to be sovereign over historical events in ways that you know human beings just aren't able to to uh, order and control. And so we're, we're, you know, Joseph is this victim of his brothers' hatred. They sell him. He goes down here, and then he he gets even, you know, in Egypt he goes down. He gets even lower because of this of the situation with, uh, uh, you know, Potiphar's wife and and uh, and and her involvement. And and so um, it all looks bad. But Joseph um and an important part of this is Joseph is the as a sort of um type of Christ is that Joseph is tested when he in in his time in Egypt as he's sent down um he's he's portrayed as being faithful uh, he's a faithful worker in the dungeon and he passes the test with Potiphar's wife who tries to seduce him and you know a guy who would who'd been who'd been through all he went through might well say well I'm entitled to you know to to take some pleasure here but but throughout the thing he does the right thing which follows a a pattern of God's chosen throughout the bible I think also of king david who was you know in the wilderness tempted by by the, with the opportunity to to take Saul's life but instead he insisted on doing the right thing he made it at the time of testing and so Joseph here is this time of testing, and um, and God is going to to vindicate him. But but the the other providential thing is that n- none of these things are uh, just individual stories. That 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 Joseph's faithfulness is going to save uh, all all the people. It's going to save his entire family. Um, and so there's a vicarious aspect. To joseph's faithfulness and god's providence that that he's doing this not just so he himself will will become chief in Egypt, but so that by his faithfulness he'll save his whole family, and his actions have um, consequences beyond his own individual sphere of influence and you know we, we also think of of you know I mean, Abraham was tested and passed a test, and so he becomes the 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 ancestor who eventually from whom Christ comes, and and David and his tests, because he's faithful, he becomes king and saves Israel, and and so um, sometimes we tend to think of these things individualistically, and this this brings us over into the the the, the New Testament lesson and this whole idol meat question, where um, one of the central themes Saint Paul is playing on here is that none of us lives for ourselves. And in our Western individualistic culture, we just tend to think a lot about my personal happiness. And and a lot of times we face temptation. We think, well, you know, I, I have a right to do this because I want to be happy. But in a biblical sense, the, the, the faithfulness through temptation, is not just for our own good, it's also how we ourselves work, you know, even vicariously for the greater good of the body. And it's not just about me; it's about me being faithful, but as I'm being faithful, it's also about how that impacts all around me and and conversely when when there's unfaithfulness the the you know the sort of resonating consequences around the community around us and the damage it has done so you know Saint Paul with idle meat he's he's really concerned about you know how what you're doing is impacting the community, and you remember back a chapter before he had said. You know, uh, uh, the bread we break is not the communion of the body of Christ. We being many are one body because we all partake. So we're members of one another. And that leads into, therefore, you don't go somewhere and, and engage in this behavior that offends someone who, who, with whom you are united in Christ. And it's not a matter of just always having to please everybody, but it's a matter of being free not to engage in behaviors that might offend somebody because we care about them. Because our faithfulness and, and our the, the whole idea of morality here is, is how we honor the entire body and how what we do really serves the good of the whole. And so this is, this is kind of a, a reflection in our Lenten disciplines because a lot of times we get self-reflective, you know, I'm doing this for Lent and I'm growing in this personal way. But really, there's this aspect that you as a member of the body of Christ, your own faithfulness and growth is strengthening a member of a body. And therefore, the whole body is strengthened. And, and we're, what we're doing, we're actually doing for beyond ourselves. And we really need that larger purpose in our life. We we don't we can't live selfishly just for me. We have to do what we do for all. And that's the model of Jesus. So we remember as we are faithful, God's providence to order our lives for his good. And we also remember our faithfulness has resonating impact beyond just my life. It, 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 it resonates around us to all the, the body of Christ and all the people around us. And we're being faithful for the good of the body, not just for our own account. So a couple thoughts on today's lesson.
0: Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. and by walking before Thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Thursday.
3: Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett.
2: Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Girls. Have a good day.